0: Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.
1: Well, top of the day to all of you. And this is almost, I think, a continuation of what we opened the window of just uh, a few weeks ago, on Author You, when we had our guest on, who is a upside down, inside out, all the way through, tunnel it expert in Pinterest and the marketing, social media side for authors. So Heather Delasio is back with us again, and we're going to be doing a two-parter. And I thought it's really perfect um, as a first broadcast rolls out in November because. Mm-hmm. It really, really sets the stage for how you all need to be thinking. And Heather did a phenomenal workshop for the Author You community in Colorado, and we both knew that there was just so, so, so much more. So we're going to do a two-parter, and the first part is going to be relying on, you know, the, from the boards, um, what the pins are all about and how to be very strategic as you set the stage and go forward with this and what you need to do. So let me remind all of you who she is. Um, Heather DeLacio is reads, she writes, and she does buku research. Her current interests have led to work in social media marketing specifically for authors with an emphasis on the Pinterest Platform. And that's where the action is. So Heather, wel- welcome back to offer you your guide to book publishing.
2: Hello, thank you very much.
1: We're glad to have you. So, where do we begin? Um let's, uh, maybe we do, <laughs> we, we think about the newbies, but we also think about people who are on Pinterest, but they're just not doing much. Kind of like Daisy Old. And I think that's really what a lot of people are. They don't really get what to be do. So maybe we do start with what what should we be doing with strategic thinking?
2: Okay. Well, strategically thinking with Pinterest is first recognizing um, why it's going to be useful for you. So for the newbies out there, I'm going to go over a little bit of information for them um, just to give them an, an idea of why they should be on it. And for the ones who are not utilizing it very often because they don't know how to use it, we're going to just remind them why this is an important um, platform. So it is the third largest search engine behind Google and YouTube, and it's the fourth most popular social media app. app. Um, It outranks Snapchat, LinkedIn, Twitter, and WhatsApp. Um, So when it comes to the amount of reach you have, obviously it's quite large. Um, It has currently 291 million users, and they on average spend more time on this platform than on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And the people who do spend their time on this platform say that they spend more time with less regret because they actually are doing something versus what they would think of as wasting their time. Um, and so that's, you know, that's a good thing to keep in mind. People who are on there don't really feel like, oh, they w- don't walk away going, oh man, like, why did I do that? And, uh mm-hmm. and then don't want to go back because they feel bad. Um, Another thing to to keep in mind is that users that are using Pinterest are in discovery mode, which means they're planning and buying for their future, for themselves, for other people. So, for everyone who's listening, probably has something that they're trying to market to the people who are looking for their product, and this is a great way to do that. Uh, 93% of the users are using the platform to make purchasing decisions, and 87% actually make a purchase based off of a pin that they have saved to their profiles. Um, That's huge. That's huge. Yeah, it is huge. I know. That's why it's such an important platform to use if you have a product or service that you are trying to get out to a larger community that you may not have access to um, in your own smaller community or online. Especially if you're having a hard time getting your your website seen, um, this is a great way to promote yourself in that way. Um, well, you know, Heather, I was just really thinking
1: as you said that because we put our podcast up. And we, you know, we have a mm-hmm. board where we can put in our podcast, but I've never gone in to really describe describe everything and 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 mm-hmm. and the why. And I'm just thinking, you know, I really need to goose those babies up because when mm-hmm. you're talking about when when I heard the eighty seven percent number, you said that eighty seven percent save it to go back to get other information.
2: I, yeah I think so that that yeah
1: resonate, yeah that should just resonate for all of our listeners who are authors um and mm-hmm. publishing because we're talking about your book or it could be your consulting service or your
2: expertise, so exactly, yeah, well, and a lot of the people who come to the to this platform are not looking for a specific brand, so sometimes if people go to Amazon or a Walmart app or something like that, they're looking specifically for something that they have already decided in their mind they want to buy. And they're going there to make that specific purchase. And they may not be looking around for anything that's similar. But people who use Pinterest are using it, they're in discovery mode. They're already primed and willing and open to see other people's products and services. And to they're, they're looking for something new and fresh often. And they're not looking for the same old, same old. They might be looking for something similar to what they've used before or that they heard someone else is using. But they're not necessarily determined to buy or to search for that one particular thing because even though you can go through the platform to make a purchase, primarily it's used as a search engine, a visual search engine. So unlike Google who returns things mostly as words, you know, text with like a clickable link, Um, Mm -hmm. when you're using the the Pinterest platform, everything there is returned visually as an image. So people are already, they're, they're looking and they're seeing exactly what they want or what they are hoping to find. Um, and the reality
1: is the the majority of the population is visual. Their first yeah. hit is that visual learning method. So mm-hmm. um this this is where you know you really don't want to be the contrarian in the minority. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can you can know you, you have the option to make something that is a visual pen that is mostly text if that is if you do want to go that route. But a lot of people do find that being able to link their products um, with you know with, with something that uh is a concrete image whether it's a picture of a book or if you're providing a service with, if it's a picture of something that people can connect with on an emotional level then that's a lot stronger than just using text to say um, I don't know like I offer counseling services to people who are dealing with grief those are great words but if you show an image that shows someone who might be going through that process or the end result of you know breaking through those are gonna connect with them in a way that's not just intellectual but connect with their deeper self as well. mm mm-hmm.
1: Love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, that's the why everyone. There's yeah. There's a boatload of people there. <laughs> Number one. There is a There's boatload. There's a lot of people of people there.
2: And they're looking yeah. for they're they're already looking for stuff. They're going there to find things, just to fill a need or desire by a gift, whatever it might be, um, They're not on there just to kind of, like, kill time and look at what people are saying about other people's products. They're there looking for what they need or that they think that they will need in the future.
1: Yeah, and I think that when you say that, because when I go on Pinterest, I am looking for something. You're exactly right. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that there is not residual time, and they do—they hang out and start peeking around and looking at a few other things. Oh,
2: well, yeah, Yeah. and that's, that's the... Um, The you know, the beauty of social media in in any way, um, it is it is one of those things that can become a time time sink. But unlike things like Facebook where you might be find yourself on someone else's page and scrolling through pictures of when they went on vacation five years ago and then not really caring in the future, like, why did I do that? Mm -hmm. Um, Pinterest, if you do find yourself down a rabbit hole, oftentimes it's taking you somewhere that you were already curious about in the first place and you want more information about or you want to find a product or service related to it. So that that is um, a positive thing about the way people can spend their time on this platform, which is also why it's worthwhile for people who are marketing themselves to use it so that they can help people find whatever it is that they're looking for in the first place. And hopefully what they're looking for is something that you offer. So, you know, to take away some of that, like, weird emotional stuff we have about, like, promoting ourselves. Like, just they're, they're already looking for it. They already need it and want it. So you have something that they need. You have something they want. So why not give them a place to find it? But, and then
1: since we're talking about findability, and maybe that's in our hour too, but the, maybe you can kiss on. Are, are there better ways to be findable than other ways? Maybe what are some of the kind this is a question. What are the most common mistakes yeah. people their-
2: have? Oh, I'm sorry. I think, I, I think our feed got – lost.
1: Yes, it sounds like it. What yeah. are some of the most common mistakes that individuals make in not being visible?
2: Mm, I would say that the two most common mistakes that people make to make themselves not very visible on the platform, are the first are honestly not even using it, but we're just going to gloss over that one, pretend that you are choosing to use this platform and that you're already established on it and you have your profile set up, um, uh-huh. the first com- most common mistake is to not utilize your keywords properly and to kind of just shotgun blast things out there and just hope that something sticks. And the second would be to be putting their products or services and promoting themselves in a way that is not appealing to their actual audience. And so that actually brings us to two of the um, topics I wanted to discuss in this awesome hour, the first one being boards and how to build a board. Um, I'm going to go into this conversation assuming that if you're listening to this, you have some idea of the terminology associated with Pinterest and if you don't, then there are some blogs that I wrote for Judith on her website um, and they were published back in roughly March and April of 2019. So you can go mm-hmm. back and find those, search Pinterest and it should come up um, and that will give you all the terminology you might be um, needing to figure out more what we're doing here. Um, but for those of you who already know what boards are. Um, all right. And, and so pardon? that would mean, let me just say,
1: you mentioned the the blogs we did. That that would pardon? mean that you would go to AuthorU.org. AuthorU.org. Ah, yes. All right. And then, Heather, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right okay. back. It's Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. I'm Judith Bryles and we're talking Pinterest.
3: you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live author u brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author u extravaganza it has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics through author u's extensive network Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. AuthorU is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms and it is free discover author you where authors go to become seriously successful join author you today at authoru.org. You and me. are you confused about publishing options Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and e-zine at thebookshepherd.com.
0: Welcome back to your guide to book publishing,
1: is rocking um, and it's rocking high. As our guest Heather DeLaccio said that over 291 million users are on it. It's the number three, the third largest behind Google and Facebook, I guess, the number one which is oh,
2: cool. the third largest search engine behind Google and YouTube. Yeah, okay, so third yeah. so as a social in- media app, yeah, yeah it's, not behind, it's It's still behind Facebook when it comes to, to Social media, but search engine wise, it's the third largest in the world.
1: All right. So, search engine. If you want to be, here's what: if you want findability, if you want to be found, you know what? You have to have content that Google picks up. That's important. Yes. It is. It is smart and savvy for all of you to create something within a YouTube channel, i.e., with your name on it, uh, your brand on it, that you start posting videos on. But number three. If you're not on Pinterest, you're gonna, you know, you now get to wear the dunce hat because that's the number three search engine when people are looking for stuff. Pinterest is a viable, highly viable portal, mm-hmm. and if you're not on it, if you're not using it, you're really making a major snafu. So, with being in November, it's it's kind of shocking. Yeah, the clocks have rolled back. And it's Hmm. kind of shocking to think we need to think about next year, like 2020. So we're going to put in our 2020 goggles and think, what should we be doing? If you're on Pinterest, good for you. If you're just limping along, not so good. We're going to give you the tips to get you out of it today and and next week. It's a two-parter. But we also want to make sure that you really have some savvy strategies and tips um, as you move forward. So... These are the why's. Okay. All right, mm-hmm. Heather, back to you. All right, back to you.
2: Okay. Well, so to to link right back real quick to what you're saying about using Google and YouTube and Pinterest, they all actually work together in like to use a very catchy business term like synergistically. Because Google will search Pinterest for content to re- so if someone's on Google and searches book publishing. And you are on Pinterest, and you have done a good job of, of building your your brand on there. Then you can be returned, even if someone doesn't have a Pinterest account and they're using only Google to search. You can get; they will find you through that as well, because basically what you're doing is you're using Pinterest as a stepping stone, and it it gives your it amplifies your voice um, through, with other search engines like a megaphone. Whereas by yourself, just with your website, or even if you're just promoting yourself on ads on other platforms, you're basically just kind of shouting into the wind. Whereas on Pinterest, you're at least standing on a mountain, shouting into the wind, as opposed to you know <laughs> down in down in your little valley with your little house and homestead or whatever. <laughs> um, so this is where we're we're standing on the mountain with our arms up for achievement. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. You definitely you definitely get a little bit more visibility just just purely by being on it because you can use. Their platform and the um, uh their algorithm and everything to your advantage, and then it goes on to Google, and and then um, and if you have a YouTube account and you link your and you save your pin um, from your YouTube account and you link your your YouTube and your Pinterest, then you can be found. You know, you're basically being found in two different ways. You're is is the difference between standing on a single lane road. Or standing on a road at a crossroads where more people are coming, and you know there's a stop sign, they're waiting there, and they see you as opposed to just like, you know, going through a one horse town or something. But to get back to how they are even going to see you in the first place, you um you can have a profile and you can be be working there, but if you are not using the proper keywords and not using them in a um intelligent way, then you are still limiting yourself and you're giving yourself um you're you're on your back foot instead of running forward right, um, so so in the, in the profile in your profile, um, should you should be should you be using hashtags
1: in your profile also?
2: Yes, you should. Um, and we're gonna get to that here in a few minutes because hashtags okay. are just another way of using keywords. Um, but hashtags are a way of searching using keywords um, right and right, right. and versus using keywords as a way to promote yourself through the algorithm. Um, it's kind of like two separate two separate roads running parallel, but they don't necessarily intersect the way the algorithm works, at least my understanding of it. I am not a techie type, so this is all working off of things that I've read and my own Mm -hmm. experiences with it working with my clients. Um, But first and foremost, you have your profile, you're building your board, and you want to make sure that you are being very strategic with those boards. It used to be that you could kind of, like we said earlier, you could shotgun blast, you could put things out there and just hope that, um, something, you know, someone's gonna find you through a different medium and come in and kinda like link sideways into your, your profile and into your, your board. But now that Pinterest is an IPO and it's publicly traded, they, um, I found that where you used to have to do the 80-20 where you, ha- you shared mostly other people's content, only a little bit of yours, you can definitely share Reverse of that, 20% other people, with 80% yours. And I've even seen some places where they're sharing only their own content, their own own creations onto their own boards, promoting only themselves. And there's no blowback; you're not getting, um, you know, blacklisted by the by the uh, platform or the algorithm. And when you see that these a lot of these places that are doing this are both larger communities like the Walmart, um, Pinterest, and um, like Profile and Barnes and Noble and all that kind of stuff, as well as smaller people who are promoting services like people who have um, uh, marketing services or book publishing like yourself, um, that's working for them. And so if you're a small publisher out there, if you're a small independent author uh, or a larger one who's just looking for ways to grow themselves, promote yourself through this and just focus on yourself. Have your people, have yourself just focused on that by being strategic and promoting your work um, and staying on topic. If you write about dragons and unicorns, and fantasy worlds, then have your boards focused on dragons, unicorns, fantasy things, and those keywords would be things that would be in line with your product and with your brand. Um, mm-hmm. I love this.
1: To- I, I, yeah, I, here's what I love about that. I love the idea because I actually do the 80-20. I do 90-10. Um, it's both
2: mm-hmm. been
1: more my philosophy, but I love the reversal of that. 2080 the the 1090, and because yeah. as you said and you brought up Walmart and Barnes and Noble is what they are using is the internet billboard, And yeah, very much. Just they're just promoting it's it's like going along. Um, um, I was talking this morning with someone about the old Burma Shave uh, uh, billboards on the on the roads in the 50s mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the 60s, and that they were just. So myopic, so so direct and so incredibly effective, and this mm-hmm. is really a variation of this, which is quite
2: cool yeah and it's 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 so much different from the other platforms where a lot of them uh, I'm thinking of Facebook and Twitter especially, where you tend to get penalized if you are only promoting yourself and you're not basically mm-hmm. um using the platform to be social um And make sure that you're sharing and other people's content, all that kind of stuff. And that's, that's fine. That really works well for some people and for their product or service. And if it's working for you, then go for it. But if you're looking for something that's different and has a social quality where you can interact with people if you choose to, but you don't have to. Because one of the things that I love about Pinterest, um, especially when you have a lot of clients and you're working, you're working mother as I Mm am, um, it is exhausting if you're working these other platforms and you have to interact consistently with people who are on your platform coming in and commenting on a blog that you might've posted and you're going, Oh, thank you for reading it. That's wonderful. You know, I hope you enjoyed it. Here's another thing Mm -hmm. you can read if you want. That's great. But it's a one-on-one basis. It's very slow. And it's slow in a way that's exhausting. Slow. it's, it's a slog through a swamp. Whereas Pinterest, while it is a slow platform to get your, your name out there, um, because of the way that the algorithm works, you're not going to become an overnight success in, in the course of like two weeks. Um, and suddenly go viral and everyone's pinning your stuff. But you don't have to do that daily maintenance of interacting with individuals. Um, you will put your, your content on the platform, and you, you do have to daily do daily maintenance in the sense of posting. But you can do that through a scheduler and you don't have to comment on, on people's stuff. You don't have to comment on theirs. They don't have to comment on yours. They're just looking, you know, your customers are coming and looking for your stuff and saving it, which is why it is not overkill to have your books and blog pinned to multiple boards on your profile. So you can, by that, I mean, you would have your main blog, you would have like, you know, whatever the name of your blog is um, for you, the author, you. And you would have that as one board. And that's great because that's perfect. it's, it, it, Perfectly keyed into what you are providing and who you are as a service. Um, mm-hmm. But then you can have another blo- another board with the same ideas. The same exact content can be pinned from one board to the other, and you can change the keywords that you use for the title of the board as well as the description to key into people who might be looking not for author you but for book publishing advice. So that would be the name of another board because there you go. You have um, now you're looking now people who are only looking for the keywords of book publishing advice are finding you on that as well. Because the thing that people forget is unlike Facebook, unlike Twitter, people are not coming to your profile. Your boards are going up on a feed that they see when they open their, their, their app. And it's just, it's, it's the pins that they see. And we'll get to that in a minute about creating pins. But so they're seeing the pins that you create. Which are basically like little mini advertisements for yourself, and some of them can be video, even if you want to think like bigger um, and and you know true advertisements in the sense of what we're used to seeing um, nowadays with like uh TV and stuff like that. Um, so, oh, I lost my train. Well, I love I love what you're saying, Heather, because I will tell you, and I know we're
1: coming up to our our uh, second break mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. and that with that. Um, I get a lot of feedback from things I might post up and, and then I have, and then it, and it's the one-on-one thing you're talking about and it forces you to go back in. I usually have someone that monitors all that saying, you, you mm-hmm. know, you need your attention here. But most people don't have that. And, and yeah. it really does drain, drain, drain. And when you could do a, the visual feed with something else that's constant, it really does help. Um, I think yeah. a lot. So I'm making quick side notes. I have to tell you, telling my V, I want you to do this and I want you to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all these things starting Monday um, that, that will really make it easier. So I think you know we're gonna we're gonna come into our final we are, not our final break our next break here. But all of you need to understand what Heather is saying. This is really powerful for you for your sanity. We'll be right back. It's author you, your guide to book publishing.
0: This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Briles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these.
3: Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Briles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Briles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event.
4: First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience and your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, Business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com.
0: Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.
1: Oh, as we continue on our journey with Pinterest Power. Um, and and I and my, here's my confession. I got on all the major platforms right away. You know, I thought, okay, that's all I need to do with ever really going back and learning what I need to do and staying mm-hmm. up to date on how you keep doing it um, so you can tap dance through it. And so, I and I always thought, okay, I understood that a lot of women predominantly, although that's been changing, more and more men are using uh Pinterest aggressively. Oh, definitely,
2: very much so. Yes.
1: Yeah. Very much so. But I used to think also, okay, so any 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 cookbook lover, and by the way, I'm someone who reads cookbooks. I love cookbooks. <laughs> and and so, you know, I that that was a great resource to go find stuff very quickly mm-hmm. on those things. But that really kind of thinks, you know, that was one of my um my own limitations. And it really hasn't been um in in the past year it's really opened up that that okay, you're here but you're not really using it. It's it's like, you know, that mm-hmm. in, in being in a relationship, okay, we're married, but we don't have to speak, right? Okay,
2: that doesn't work. So <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you got to, you got to, you got to. For anyone out there who thinks this is the silver bullet and they can just go on and never yes. use it again, that's not the truth. It's not that kind of marriage. No,
1: no, no. You no. definitely
2: need they, to be involved, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so, folks, this can be the silver bullet for you. Pinterest could be the the, the thing that is gonna be the cat's meow in mm. having you do a happy dance. But it's you, especially it, good it, for
2: people who are um, introverts. And really yeah. even the idea of interacting on you know through the through the social media, you know, internet medium, it's still overwhelming for them. This is a great way of promoting yourself and not have that fear of like, oh, someone's gonna comment and now I have to like make some kind of you know interaction with them. I don't know this person. What if I send them? You know, that, that's gone with this platform because you don't have to interact with your customer base if you don't want to. And, and honestly, it's really not needed necessarily unless you're providing a storefront through the platform, which is possible now. That's a new feature. And that's another reason I love, um, how now that they're, um, they're publicly traded, they have grown by leaps and bounds in the past year. It, it's been, shocking and amazing. And when I was researching for the class that I taught for you um, a couple weeks ago, I was kind of appalled at my own lack of knowledge of the the growth they've made because I kind of not been paying attention to that side. And I had to make a lot of changes to the the strategies I was using. And it has um, definitely shown a lot of growth for my uh, clients because the changes that I made to, to come more into line with the ways, like I said, about like promoting yourself more than just using the eighty twenty rule and all that, mm-hmm. have made profound, like, significant leaps in the number of views that they've had and the, link, the clicks back to, you know, linking, clicking through the link back to their platform, to their website, um, it's shocking in a, in a fantastic way. Like, in a way that I had not anticipated and I'm kicking myself for not paying more attention and doing, like, you know, ongoing training earlier because that, it's changed the game. Well, uh, I think that's really I think that's really important. So let me ask you about click
1: through, um, and on on that because oh, yeah. I do have a a client of mine who has done extraordinarily well. I mean, she gets a good half million views a month on her oh, that's on her. Yeah, yeah. Well, she she goes to a half million to a million, and and but the any type of conversion rate wasn't high, and so we've been evaluating. You know, some and and some mm-hmm. changes are coming about now. But she's, you know, and she's certainly been goosing me, let's just say, um, to go Mm -hmm. forward. But I have a question about that on on your website, um, that where do, if you want, if your goal is actually to get people to get over to your brand, i.e. through the website, that should you be putting your website in each one of your pins to direct them back?
2: Yes and no. So it depends on the okay. way that you want to create your your visual image, the pen that is going to be basically um, an advertisement that you're, you know, putting through the feed, putting up there where people can find you. Um, mm-hmm. You can. You can definitely put, like, uh, the name of your website, you know, whatever um, it might be, so that people have that in their brain. But most of those pens, if you set up your profile properly as a business profile, linking it, you know, with your your website – Then simply by clicking on it um, and opening it, and then clicking through, it will take them back to the page you have directed them to. So, um, if you've done the ground, like laid a good foundation for your uh, your Pinterest um, platform, then you don't necessarily have to put it on the visual pin if you feel that it takes away from what you're trying to show or promote. I tend to put it on there when it's um, actually an image of a book that I'm promoting when it is um, something that's a little bit more, I guess you could say, artsy-fartsy, where it uh, to appeals to a different portion of the audience. Um, sometimes I do. If it doesn't take away, and sometimes I don't, sometimes I'll put a call to action instead saying, you know, click to read more. Um, that sort of thing where, because a lot of the people who use Contra already know that by clicking you you can open a link and that it's going to take you back. Um, but I do tend to do, um, I have like several strategies and I keep in mind my audience. So this is something to, to bear in mind. Um, uh, I keep in mind how they're using the the platform and how they're searching. So that goes back to keywords. Do so you think like your audience, what terms are they actually going to use? You may be writing a book and you may know what your book is about, but does your audience Based on your title, if your title doesn't really tell exactly what the book is about, then you want to make sure you're using keywords in the description of your boards and in the description of your pen as well as in the title of things like the title of your board, um, to tell people and tell the algorithm what you're about. Um, so you you, mm-hmm. you know you're piggybacking on that keyword search. Um, but I also think like okay so. This book is about a middle-aged woman, so that's probably going to appeal to this this age demographic. How do they use the platform? And I start thinking about, like, how do they use that when I'm talking to people just in my everyday normal life? Like, how do I hear people using this platform? Are they familiar with it? If they're not familiar, I will definitely put the um, the website name on a pin. So when I'm creating a pin and I know in my head I'm aiming it towards a certain demographic that might not be familiar with the platform or how it works, or very comfortable with using things that are online, then I, I make it as clear and easy for them to think about what they're going to do with that. So I make it like I give them a clear call to action, you know, click to learn more. And then on that pen, aimed at that older you know demographic potentially, I will put the website name as well because some people, I've even heard people who, um, if they don't see the www. and then the website name.com or whatever, they don't mm-hmm. know that it actually goes to the website. So
1: I know it's like amazing that. to me. Yeah, I know it's amazing yeah. to me. So I, you know, it, and it because if if your demographics, if there's any possibility of that you know what, just put the www dot in front of it. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly only four characters, and get it yeah, over. But, but here here's my question. I know that on on my images, because I make posters, most of all my mm-hmm. images are posters. Um, I always have the 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 web the bookshepherd dot com on it, mm-hmm. but. What my question is: Does it make sense when you are writing your description of what this pin is about? And you know, I'm going to tell everyone: Don't if you if you're using do posters like I do, um, and you've got you know something written on the poster along with whatever the image is, if there's one on the poster, maybe it's Plain Mm -hmm. Jane. Don't repeat. Don't duplicate what's on the poster. Give a different description to it, and that's a that's an important aha I think for everyone to understand. Yeah, Uh, because... It looks like your insight to why you did it.
2: Yes. So you want to... You don't want to give away the cow, basically. When you're... You know, if you're already giving them a little cup of milk with the image that you're creating and the the pen, poster, (laughs) advertisement, then what (laughs) what the description should be is, so if you're looking for more milk, here's where you're going to get it. But you don't want to give them the whole cow away and everything... You know, 30% of people... Um, who want, want to see pins that link to more information. They don't necessarily want the pin to tell them everything because a lot of them, if you're trying to give all your information on one pin about everything that your book or service is about, number one, that's really overwhelming. And most of them won't read through all the way, especially if the text is small because they're on their mobile device almost all the time. Although the, the platform functions beautifully on, on a PC,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, you definitely want to bear in mind that a lot of people are using it on their mobile device. Um, you mm-hmm. want your pin to be interesting to give relevant information and an idea about what the content will be about when they click through. You want to encourage them to click back to your website because that's where they're going to find everything else about you. Because when you click on a on a pin it, you can choose to follow a different portion of the description like you can it'll show you like your um your profile name, and they can click through to your your Pinterest profile. But I don't know anyone who really does that consistently unless they are trying to save someone's content and they want to save a bunch of it. Most of them just go, oh, this pin is exactly what I'm looking for. I need a book about book publishing. And they go exactly to that link that you provided. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, yeah, you want link clicks back to your website where they can find any information they could even be possibly interested in about you. All right. Should you also put
1: your www dot, whatever that is, in the written description?
2: No. No, no you, don't you don't need, need to, to because that. that is – when they if they click to expand the pin instead of clicking through mm-hmm. directly to a link, um, just by expanding mm-hmm. the pin where it shows that the expanded description version, um, at the bottom of it, if you have done – like I said, I'm going to pound this into mm-hmm. your head – if you have done your foundation work and you have claimed your website through your Pinterest profile, it will already be linked there and it will already be published. It will already be a published link. You don't have to add it in again. Perfect. That's great.
1: All right. So we're, we're in our third segment. We have one more to go. Um, and when Heather is, I want her to talk about how many topic boards that we should have. And and she said the, the showcasing. Board, mm-hmm. said. So let's talk about showcasing a tad. And then let's get into some um, pins um, yeah. for this part. And then then we're gonna you know, Ben you're gonna breathe and you're gonna do all some of your homework because mm-hmm. when you listen to episode two <laughs> next week, we are really gonna get into some nitty gritty. Of, uh, uh, of of how we are all going to do this, and, and schedulers, and and all the variations of that you can do with hashtags, and really that you can rock rock and roll, which is just really what you want to do. So it's also you, your guide to book publishing with me is Pinterest expert who works with authors globally, Heather Delacio. We'll be right back.
0: This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Briles. And we'll be right back with more great information right
3: after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com.
5: At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from one to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com.
1: So oh, part four here, um, I when we, we into, segwayed into the break, we wanted to make sure we talked about a couple of things before we get into some actual pin things. One was the classic word showcase. What in the heck does that mean? And, um, and I would love to have Heather kiss on that. And the other thing is I want to make sure that when people – we've referred to boards a gazillion times in the last 45 minutes – so, how many boards should people have, Heather? Maybe that's the question. And what,
2: what I would board, recommend you. Will, hmm? Yeah, I, the, I would recommend starting with five, and okay. go from there. Especially for people who might find this whole idea even overwhelming, just everyone can find five uh, that relate okay. to their topic. Think up five things that you know are uh, important to their topic, their product, or their, their service.
1: And and all of you, let me give you an idea for one board. How about just quotes around your topic?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, people works. love quotes. They love to share quotes. And, 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 and if you're thinking, oh, I don't know any quotes, you know what? Go to brainyquote.com and do a search with your topic. Or and start if, you have,
2: if you have names for your chapters in your book, especially if you have mm-hmm. a book that's about um, a service you offer, like author publishing services, I'm sure that mm-hmm. you have some very clever names that are, that are also still keyworded. Don't be too, too cute and clever. It has to make sense to the algorithm. Otherwise, people will find something that, you know, they won't find you. They'll find something random. Um, but yeah, if you're having a, if you're really struggling, think about, um, what are five, five chapter names of your book and put it, you know, put it in there or five chapter names within your book and use those to start your, you know, your creative juices. It's mm-hmm. it's a, it's um, a start. Just get started.
1: Yes. That's what we're
2: telling yes. you to do. That's, yeah, you and you can't because it's a slow grow. I mean, this is not something you're, you're you're building. You know, it's like think of it as like a slow cooker or a tree. You're not trying to grow something that's an annual, that's a petunia that's going to die in the winter. You're looking at something that you have a lot of time. So if you go back and you're like, man, those early boards and pens I created suck, then you can delete them. It's okay. It's not going to hurt anyone's feelings because especially if it was in the early days when you didn't know what you were doing with keywords or how to create a a, a pin that was relevant to people, then there's a good chance that not very many people got to see it and save it anyway, and you can delete it and just give them something better to to work with. Sounds Um, good you were yeah. 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 So, and that, take away some of the stress. Like it doesn't have to be perfect at the beginning. Refine as you go. Get it, get it started. You can have a sloppy copy that you throw up there just like when you're writing and then go back and change it as needed. Especially if you get some feedback from people who are friends and family and they're like, man, that makes no sense. You're like, oh, well, like, and you can go back and change the title of the board and change the description. They're not set in stone. You're not chiseling on there like some kind of like ancient Greek. You are, have control over your, profile, because especially if you've created a business profile, you have the right to change it as you need to. It belongs to you. You own it. Um, And in that way, you can also showcase five of your your boards that you feel are most relevant to your brand, so that if someone clicks through, let's say they're on your website, and they're like, oh, this person's on Pinterest, and they found your website before they found Pinterest. They can click on, you can add a link, just like you do for any other social media. They can click through to your Pinterest profile, and the first thing they're going to see is you and they're going to see the five boards that most represent your brand and your product and your service. And you have the option to go through, and, and um, it, it'll walk you through. It'll just put in the Pinterest help if you don't know what you're finding, showcase boards, and it will show you, oh, here's how you do that. And you, you click on this little tab, and it'll open up, and then you pick the boards you want to showcase. And then what it does is it cycles those through in like a banner that moves, and it shows the top pins in those particular boards, and it shows the top five words on the circulating banner.
1: Which I think is very cool. When you showed me that, I thought, mm-hmm. oh, this, this appealed to me immediately.
2: Well, cause it's visual and it's also, and it, yeah. it, 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 it's the type of thing that people can then use to just say, oh, this person's about dragons, unicorns, and fairies. That's fantastic because my kids love those things or whatever it might be. Um, mm-hmm. so you definitely want to make sure that they, and that's another reason to stay on topic and be Strategic with how you promote yourself and what you're creating on your profile, so that you can make sure that people know what you're about, as well as the algorithm. That's always important because you want to create those pins that stand out when they're scrolling through, that make them want to click, that appeal to your customer base. So you have to think like your customer. What are they going to find appealing? Um, Talk to people who might be interested or who have bought your book already. What made them? What made them click through? What made them buy your thing? Um, You want pens that are easy to understand, which is why you want to use no cursive font. Use clearly Mm -hmm. clear-to-read font because there's a lot of people who use it on a mobile device, as we've talked about. And there's a lot of people with visual disabilities that might find it very challenging to read something that's in cursive. Or you might have an audience that's overseas and that knows how to read print English, but cursive English is a bridge too far, and they're just going to scroll right past you, and you have lost out on a foreign market, and that's not good news.
1: Mm-mm. You know, one of the things that you have advised, I've heard you say it several times, is how important it is to, if if you're like me and you started early on and you just started throwing stuff up, because you didn't really know what it was all about, you just heard that you should be on it, <laughs> which a lot of people yeah. do, um, mm-hmm. that this this is the month as we go forward into 2020. Um, this is the month to do a cleanup. Yeah, so, this is the perfect time—fall,
2: autumn perfect. cleanup. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the fall, yep, yeah, right. And remember, some uh winter solstice is on uh, December 21st. So we're going to give you to December 21st to do this.
2: <laughs> I think that's perfect because, and that okay? that gives you a chance <laughs> to start off the new year on a fresh, yep. you know, fresh clean everything. And so you're probably getting to secret boards, aren't you?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. That is where I'm going. But so that I, I just think this is a good time because uh, that if you're like me, you have an evolution with what you do and what you mm-hmm. think and what you project. That maybe the stuff that what you thought was just really the cat patootie three years ago. You know what? It probably should go bye bye.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so <laughs> so Heather, how do we bury some of the stuff that maybe you know is just not the right fit now?
2: Well, if you're not ready to get rid of it completely and not do like a Marie mm-hmm. Kondo, if you're on, you know, full on, it doesn't give me joy, <laughs> type of thing, yeah. which I totally understand, some of us just need to hold on to the past for a little bit longer, but maybe it's still really relevant to you in a different way. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a board that was, or, or pens that were useful to you and that you're still using, but they don't really represent the way that your brand has grown, but you need them for reference for yourself. Um sometimes we use it we keep things as reference for where we don't want to go anymore and what not to do. We need that reminder. So you can go on to your profile and um you log in and you go to the board and that is in, you know, is questionable at this point. And it has it's very simple. There's like a tiny little tab and it'll be gray or red, and you click on it, and it'll say, um, it'll basically say like something along the lines of make this board secret. Um, and let me think I think you go to you find that by opening the board and clicking where you change the description which looks often like a little pencil. You click on that and you scroll around in that tab until you find the part where it says, you know, make this board secret. And it's not permanent. You can do it and then you can change it back if you want to. You can make a board secret while you're prepping it, while you're creating it, and you know you're not quite sure if it's exactly what you're you're going for or you need you want to make sure it has all the content that your customer is going to look for. And then you can take it off the of secret and make it public again. While it's secret, you are still able to see all the content on that board. You're still able to manipulate it, change it, do whatever you need to. Change the title, change the description, hashtags, which you can also still do those things while it's public. But if you want to do this stuff while you're secret because you're maybe a little bit more perfectionist, then just make it secret. Um, you know, I would, whenever I say that word, I always think of, uh, Frodo and Gandalf, and you know, is it secret? Is it safe? So is it secret for you? Is it safe for you? Then just, you know, if that's what you need right now, click on the secret and then um, keep it on the back burner if you need to. And then maybe someday you come along and you're, you know, especially if it's an older thing and you you finally do realize you're done with that, then you can delete it if you want to, but you don't have to. This is also a good way to make your profile usable for you on a personal level. So let's say your brand is publishing, but you also want to use your profile because you just don't feel like having two to maintain. You want to use it for recipes, but you have no no way you're linking your blog or anything else back to recipes. So you just make that up as a secret board. So when you're on your profile, you can see it. You can go back and find that thing that you were going to cook for dinner two days ago, but you couldn't remember what it was. But you don't have to worry about your customers or your pro, your you know your base seeing it and being like, man, why is she making that? That makes no sense. And it coming through their feed and it doesn't connect with your brand. Or you're worried that they might judge you about it because you don't want people to know that you secretly like to have your nails painted pink. I don't know. Whatever it is that you're saying mm-hmm. that you want to keep private. All right. So we, we have like two minutes left, Heather. So
1: okay. let's talk. can we talk about, let's talk about pins real quick. Mm-hmm. How many pins should people be putting up? Because, you know, I, I when people tell me, oh, yeah, I tweet, oh, yeah, I tweet, I put up one tweet a week. And I said, Mm, so you're not doing anything. All right, so let's talk about how many pins should we be pushing?
2: Okay, so I'm going to put a number out there, and everyone's going to feel their stomach drop and everything (laughs) clench, and then they're going to probably tune out. But hold on for just another half second. Up to 30 pins a day with the caveat that start with five a day. Start with one a day, but just be consistent every day. Be being consistent, even if you're only putting up one pen a day because you just don't have the energy for more than that, is better than doing thirty a week, but only on a Sunday or whatever. And this brings us to what we'll be discussing in the next hour, which is schedulers, which hopefully you will be um, ready for that mm-hmm. when you get to that point in your, you know, this is gonna be what a week apart. So mm-hmm. once you're once you figured out you guys listening have figured out boards and pens and you're starting to figure out like, ooh, I'm really good at this, or mm-hmm. I really like it. Then we'll talk about schedulers. But so you're going to talk. We're talking about up to thirty a day, and you can recycle them. They don't have to be thirty brand new, you know, things every single day. You can use the same thirty every day for a week or whatever. So that and they can be five of five pens about your books, five pens about um, with one particular image. The point is is to cycle them through to relevant boards and pinning them to those things so that you are consistently in the different searches and feeds which we are also discussing in the next hour. Um, And uh, let me think here real quick. Um, You want to just make sure you're having a foundation of relevant keyword associations, which is why you need to have many pins going out. Mm -hmm.
1: So this is what you're going to do. As you hear this, as we wrap up, we're going to come back to that. We'll kiss a little bit on this as we come back. But you've got a month to get this started. Start tidying up, and then we'll be back with Heather Delasio next week for getting to jump and leap forward to the new year.
0: Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know, but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each